Hey, dear listener, Anthony here. Before we hop into the show, I wanted to let you know about an incredible new resource we just released, The Five Rules of Investing. Dan and I are huge advocates of modeling the behaviors of the people who have done what you hope to do. And who better to model when it comes to investing than legendary investors like Warren Buffett, Howard Marks, and Ray Dalio? This free ebook breaks down the simple time-tested strategies of billionaire real estate investors that you can use to take your investing to the next level. So head over to InvictusMultifamily.com and grab your ebook today. All right, now let's hop into the show. We're live. And by live, I mean we are live living in this moment, and yet you watching this at home, listening to this at home, are not um, live with us. But you are alive. I hope you're alive. <laughs> Otherwise, we have ghosts listening. Yeah. Um, one of the things I like to think about our audience is that you guys are, in fact, not ghosts, not specters from the great beyond, but you are living, breathing people who are interested in living, breathing, worldly problems, which something we're going to talk about today, which is the rising interest rates. Does it really matter anymore? Do we even care? Yeah, the these world's the, burning. These yep. are the questions. These are the questions that keep me up at night. So you had an interesting uh, thought that you shared with, uh, with Reed the other day about the, the federal rate and how it's still like dominating the conversation in terms of are there going to be more rate hikes into the future? But the question is, does it, does it really matter? Yeah, yeah, and I just spilled my beverage all over my notes, so <laughs> forgive me. I think they're still legible here, but um, anyway, you know, this is this is something that that has come up when chatting with investors recently, um, just because it was it's been such a hot topic. It was such a big deal, obviously, all of last year. Um, but you know, as of last month in July of twenty three, um, there was a, another bump, and the consensus is that there's probably going to be another one here before they're finally done with it. Um, and I've gotten some questions from investors, like, isn't that bad? Like, this time last year, everybody was freaking out. It felt like the world was ending because things were changing so dramatically and deals were blowing up. Um, if they're going to hike again, like, isn't this a, a bad thing? Aren't you worried? And my response was no. And I kind of thought that maybe it might not be too obvious to people why it mattered so much last year versus now. So I don't know, have you thought about this much at all? Um, well, I mean, just in terms of like relativism. So if we're coming from like a world of low, 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 historically low interest rates, then, you know, a quarter bump, 50, 50 base points, like relative to the number that we're coming from, it matters proportionally a lot more. Now that we're, you know, twice as high as we were two years ago, the, the same rate bump doesn't have the same proportional effect. So from that angle, yeah, like each each one matters a little bit less and less. It hurts a little bit less than the ones that came before it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's the concept. And I think a lot of people are kind of missing that maybe just because they don't think quantitatively about this. They're not a, a math geek that, that, that does the math or, or, or pictures what the graph would look like. But, you know, it's basically what we've got is the opposite of an exponential equation here. Now, an exponential chart is like what uh, any kind of bubble looks like where it starts out a little bit uh, with little changes and then things go just parabolic up to the sky. And what we have here is actually the complete opposite of that, which is a logarithmic chart, which to visualize that it's basically like an exponential one looks like a Nike swoosh with the uh, thing going up and off into the right. And then uh, a logarithmic chart is the complete opposite where it starts out very extreme. And then like Anthony just said, uh, the marginal change every time there is a change becomes less and less and less. So I did the math on this just to kind of see how it works out. 
so that it can help people understand how much this really doesn't matter that much anymore. And, you know, the first hike they did in March of 22 was going from a Fed funds rate of zero to something. So anytime you go from nothing to something, that's a pretty dramatic change. They only increased by 25 basis points, but they went from zero to 25. So that's a pretty dramatic change. So you can't quantify really what that is going from nothing to something. But the next change, the next month, they increased by 50 basis points, which was 133.3% change in one month. That's pretty freaking dramatic, right? Mm -hmm. And so if your debt service is based on that and you've got a floating rate, like this is going to start to hurt real quick. The one they did the, the, the month after that was 75 basis points. That was an 85% change month over month. Right? If you go down the list, every, uh, every um, hike they've made, it goes down to 46%, 31, 24, 12. And if the most recent one they did in July was a 4.9% change month over month, which is a whole lot of nothing, really. It doesn't really move the needle much for anybody. So at this point, it really doesn't matter. They could do one more. They could do two more. They could do three more. It'd be kind of annoying, but it wouldn't really matter. So the point is they're basically done, and uh, it's not worth you worrying about it. Your mortgage rate isn't going to change much based on another hike. And it uh, doesn't matter that much. So that's basically it. Hmm. Fair enough. So I guess the question, I guess a couple of like contrarian takes on this would be, okay, so if I have thin cash flow and we're underwriting, you know, like six months, nine months, a year ago, and now like we have a different interest rate, even if it is not a doubling, but now it's just, you know, 25 basis points compared to like, you know, 6%, then that still cuts into my cash flow. It still cuts into that deal. Right. And so... Mm -hmm. Then the other side to think about this is how does this play into the the cap rates and decompressing? You know, if the if the rates are still rising faster than the cap rates or sellers are kind of like shifting to adjust to the market, then how do we kind of reconcile this? Well, I think the big thing here is um, that the the volatility of the changes is coming in dramatically. Instead of seeing a hundred percent change month over month or a forty percent change, we're seeing these little changes, and the lenders are going to get. Uh, a lot more accommodating with their spread between SoFi or, or the Fed funds rate or whatever they're they're pegging your rate to. So as those spreads come in, um, these changes are going to be almost unnoticeable to new debt. If you've got variable rate debt, it's just death by a thousand cuts. It's not going to make or break you. If you've made it this far, another 25 bips is just, it's a little slap in the face, but this isn't going to be what puts you over the edge. It was what happened last year that really matters. So for those guys... It's, it's death by a thousand cuts, but I think the fact that the spreads are coming in and overall debt is going to get a lot more um, reasonable because banks are less skittish about the unknown. Just the standard deviation is, is coming back to a more normal range. The spreads are going to come in, so you're going to see rates coming down even before the Fed's funds rate actually comes down. And so I think the cap rates are going to respond a bit to that. But Honestly, there's so much demand uh, relative to each asset class that at a certain point, the, the interest rate... Uh, changes here aren't going to impact things that much. It really comes down to how much demand is there from investors for a particular asset class. I think that's going to have a bigger impact on cap rates than whether or not the feds bump another 25 bips or don't. So Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be interesting. But yeah, I think in terms of share volatility and like the relativism of like the, the spikes that we saw a year ago versus now, like it's getting less and less painful. Still something to account for in your underwriting and figure out like what, what's going to happen in this new world. But uh, um, this, is, this is a big question that people have been asking a lot around interest rates. And one of the things I always think about a lot when it comes to debt is historically like interest rates are important. Yes. Um, 
better interest rates, better the deal can um, operate in a lot of cases. But typically, the things that matter more to me are around the optionality of the debt, things that control when you can get in and out of the debt rather than, you know, how it's going to perform throughout the life. So things around your term, how long is that, your interest-only period, your prepayment penalties, like those types of things tend to matter more to me than the interest rate typically. So just something to think about here, guys and gals. Hopefully this brought you a little bit of value. Curious what everybody's, your thoughts are on this. So leave us a review. Shoot us a comment. Uh, send up a carrier pigeon, whatever it takes. Say to. something. Yeah, don't just sit there looking at us. Um, or if you're driving your car, sitting there looking at the road, pull over, leave us a comment, let us know what you think, and we'll catch you in the next episode. Hey, thanks for joining us for another episode of Multifamily Investing Made Simple. If you enjoyed the show, could you do us a massive favor? Head over to iTunes and leave a five-star rating and review. Your feedback, it means the world to us as it helps us grow and spread the word about multifamily investing. And don't forget, sharing is caring. So fire this episode over to any friends or family who you think could benefit from learning all about multifamily investing. Thanks, guys. We appreciate every single one of you, and we'll see you on the next show.